Welcome to Training for Manhood, an ongoing exploration and adventure intended to be fast, fun, and formative for guys who desire to be the best men they can. Young or old, there are always areas for improvement, growth, and maturity. We hope you'll pay attention and put into practice the useful advice you hear on this podcast. But remember, the goal isn't just to listen, but to do what you learn. Welcome to Training for Manhood. All right. Well, welcome back to Training for Manhood. This is Dan Vanetti, uh, and I've got a very good friend who I've known for a really long time. I've actually known um, Bryce since he was in high school. Yep. Um, I think he came over your junior year, right, yep. to the school that I work at. Um, so uh, you were like an intern of mine for a while. That's right. Um, we had tons of fun, and then um, off to off to college you went. Off to college. Um, and then um, got a call while you were in college about, um, hey, there's a girl I like. She's back in Texas. Would you <laughs> would you stay at Columbia, or would you you know follow the girl? What was the advice I gave you? You follow the girl. Follow the girl. 100%. That's right. And, uh, and you're still married to her today. Still so, married, so it worked out. Yeah. So Bryce Hobson, tell us a little bit about you and that journey um, to where we are today. You bet. Well, thanks, Dan. Uh, my name is Bryce Hobson. Uh, like Dan said, I've met Dan in high school, and I, yeah, it was. Uh, it feels like, sometimes it feels like yesterday, sometimes it feels like 30 yeah, years that's ago. that's right. So. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, went Crazy. to... Went to college, started at Columbia, uh, did two and a half years there. Uh, I had met my wife before I left for college, sure. and so, you know, eventually Ashley. push, push game shop. Ashley, She's wonderful adorable. woman. Thank yep. you, Ashley. Yep. And uh, moved uh, to Hardin-Simmons, graduated from Hardin-Simmons. That's right. And made my way back to the Metroplex, went to uh, law school, Texas Wesleyan in yep. Fort Worth. Which is now? Texas A&M Whoop. University. I think there that's you what go. you're supposed to Gig'em. do. Gig'em. I don't know. Gig'em Maggie's. Okay. I mean, I, I take it. Yeah. I, I, I take it where I can get <laughs> no, it. So sure. Whatever. Absolutely. Um, so so you, yeah. got a, you got a law degree, and then you started practicing. Yes. And what, what area of focus did you go into at the beginning? Because it wasn't family law at the beginning, right? I, I did one year at the court. Uh, okay. So I, I did a uh, clerkship for a court of appeals judge in Fort Worth, uh, just Texas Court of Appeals. And so I did that for one year yep. and then uh, dove right into family law. Yes. Moved back to the Dallas area and practiced family law in Dallas for uh, about seven or eight years. Yeah. 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 And now we've shifted a little bit, right? But I, yes. that's what I want to talk to you about is just um, as we're talking to uh, primarily target audience, young men, uh, making their way on their journey, um, uh, might not have uh, just an older man in their life to kind of help steer them and guide them, right? They're, right. Uh, they're wanting to get married. They're wanting to be successful in all things life, right, which includes family. Um, so one of the things is that they, they don't ever want to see you <laughs> right. as, as a right. family law attorney, right, when that family is breaking apart um, mm -hmm. and they're uh, either fighting for their family or, right, the, the family has fallen apart and they're mm -hmm. just trying to save face and trying to figure out what to do. Um, we were just talking about there's a huge difference between, right, a family that breaks apart that's just a husband and a wife and one right. that has kids. Right, different dynamics. Um, different dynamic. And actually, one of the things that, that I wanted to bring up, right, there's a, a huge book that um, I, I recommend I give to people all the time. It's called Between Two Worlds, The Inner Lives of Children of Divorce. Um, the author is Elizabeth Marquant. Um, I think is how you say her last name. Not sure it's a really interesting last name. Anyway, but she writes about this idea, right, that, um, that kids from a divorced family, right, um, that it's the most traumatic event that happens in their particular lives, um, mm -hmm. that it's a very difficult thing to bounce back and forth between, you know, dad's home and mom's home and those two Absolutely. realities. Yeah. Um, and so one of the things that she says, and, and I want you to comment on this, um, and, and you, have to, you have to listen, right, because it's like she says, um, a 
bad marriage is better than a good divorce. Now, she does not mean bad in terms of abusive, right? So we, we take that off the table. Sure. Right? But just a, a marriage that isn't um, all that you thought it was going to be, right? Maybe there's some conflict in the marriage. Maybe it's, you know, hey, this isn't what I thought it was going to be, right? But she would say, if there are kids involved, mm-hmm. just the stability of having two parents who are working through that tension is a whole lot better than two parents who are now divided and now the kids have to work through the tension because the parents no longer are. What would you say to that concept? Uh, it's it, it's interesting. There's First, I do want to comment on the abuse issue because abuse okay. does happen. Yes. And you, you are in a situation as a parent when you're in a relationship that is abusive, yep. whether that's physically, physical, sexual, verbal, yep. Psychological, all, yep. all of the above. Yep. Um, that is that is a I think one of the if not the most uh, difficult things for mm. a parent in that position to, to decide because yep. imagine if you're a mom and you're in that position and you have three kiddos, yes. couple couple you know sons and, and a daughter. Um, what what's being modeled to them because kids pick up on everything, everything that's, in the home. Well, that's the point. So, that's what they're right, there for. Right, <laughs> they're, exactly. they're trying to learn how to be right yep. little human beings, and yep. so they watch the older human beings yep. right that are their parents. And so you're right. If they are picking up on mm-hmm. um, any kind of abusive situation, right, right, that, right. That, that's a very difficult per- place for a person to be in. So that, that is. that's why I took it off the table. But okay. thanks for bringing it back on. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, yeah, it, I, I appreciate that. But no, shifting into okay. I, I actually would agree okay. with her her underlying sentiment here of stick together for the kids. Yeah. And I you know I think you talk to ten counselors, you'll hear you know ten different opinions yeah. on, on these types of things. But uh, I do think that in any relationship, uh, marriage, uh, anything, it's difficult. There's conflict, yeah. and modeling for your kids a a you know how to walk through those things and how to deal with those things. Even if it's not pretty, it's real, yep. right? It's real, yep. and there is such a, a a drastic difference between growing up in one home and growing up in two homes. Right, and it the other is. thing, the other things, um, there's little things that uh, she throws out that a lot of people don't think through. Uh, one of the biggest things is when you get divorced, right? Your ex-spouse uh, may get remarried. That's right, right. So if you're if you're a dad and your wife remarries, right? Yep. Your ex-wife remarries, and now there's a different man in the home. Yes. Right, that's not you. Which is right? more common which, than not. Which is more common than not. Right, right. Especially if the kids are smaller, um, and so they're you know now it's like it's not just you know myself mm-hmm. and my ex-wife. Right, right. You know, right. raising our kids. Now there's another man mm-hmm. in the picture, and I, I don't know who that is. That right. it might be it might be better than me, which yeah. is for a lot of guys like shoot, you know, like right. man, that's awful. Or it might be right. worse. Right, and now all of a sudden you're in a, a difficult situation because you're sending your kids to a situation that you're like, man, I wish I could control it, but I can't anymore. Right, because that's not my spouse. Right. So you you know spouses have their own value sets, and, yes. and 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 oftentimes like in a perfect world, those two things would line up directly. Right. Okay. So you already have two value sets that you're dealing with in an intact marriage. Yes. When you when you have a divorce and you have co-parent situations. Most often, more often than not, they're going to remarry. And next thing you know, you do have four different value sets, and the kids are going between two places. Yes, it it is. It is. It is a lot. Uh, it is a lot for for especially when you're talking about kids that saw the conflict right before, and then what it did to the parents after, yep. and how they process that. Um, it stays with them. Yep. And you know, if you're getting divorced and you have three, uh, you know, a two and a three year old. 
oftentimes they don't remember the conflict beforehand, but they certainly realize that, you know, I go to moms on, on these days and I go to dad on these days. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But five and up, really. I mean, five-year-olds do. Yeah. It, it may sound young, but they do. they do. And they remember those things. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So I want to give you a scenario. This is one of the reasons I did the podcast. Um, certain things, certain life events have happened to me where I go, man, I just... We need to talk about this, right? And it actually happened um, one of my first years when I was um, here at the school. Um, there was a young man in the office. He was waiting to be picked up um, by a parent. And so I just said, you know, hey, what, what are you doing? Where are you going? And you, usually they're doctor's appointments, right? So it's it's nothing very interesting. But, you know, it's just kind of right. making small, you know, talk with a kid. And he goes, well, I'm about to go to court. Um, you know, my parents are getting divorced. Um, and I was like, oh, I'm, I'm sorry about that. He goes, well, today I have to pick um, if I'm going to live with my mom or my dad. Yeah. Right. And he's he's uh, he's 13 years old. Mm -hmm. Right. And I was like, wow. I was like, well, how mm -hmm. how are you going to you know process that decision? What are you thinking? And he said to me, he said, um, well, I think I'd rather you know live with my dad because he's more fun. Mm -hmm. He goes, but I think it's better for me if I lived with my mom because she'll keep me on track. And mm -hmm. OK. And I was just like, one, the wisdom of that 13 year old Absolutely. was amazing. Yeah. But two. Right. The idea of, of this podcast training for manhood. Right. Is that unfortunately that stereotypical fun dad, mm -hmm. right, who's now, you know, I, I'm the divorced dad, and when the kids come over here, right, we eat out all the time, we have fun all the time, like, hey, let's not waste time on homework, right, right? and all of a sudden, right, that dad situation becomes a very difficult thing for the young kid growing up, because after a while, you know, fun dad, um, you know, hey, I still got to show up and, you know, I got a test on Tuesday, right, so I spent the weekends at dad's, and I didn't get any time to work on my homework, right, and now I'm not doing well, right, so, what would you say to that dad about how to kind of put aside that I want to be liked by my kids mm. and do what's best for them? Yeah, it, it is difficult because part of the answer to that question is there is a, a, a systematic issue involved there in, okay. in how our legislature handles uh, custody, yeah, right? Okay. I mean, we yeah. have to, we're, 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 obviously we live in a society, we have to draw a line somewhere, we right. have to determine a one-size-fits-all rule, right, that applies yep. to everybody's situation, and that's impossible to do, especially Completely. when it comes to families. It would almost be better, interest. right, because you're going to talk yep. about that. It would almost be better if you, you know, hey, live with dad for a year, yep. live with mom for a year. Yeah, with dad for a year, live with mom for a year, <laughs> right? Be because, because then you get some stability, mm -hmm. right? But we don't do that more right. often than not, right? Mm -hmm. We're dividing a kid, you know, several times even during a we're, week. We're going back right? and forth. The, standard, and forth. the standard is right now, and, and for the most part, you hear this this maternal presumption concept where mom's the primary parent. That's not always the case, True. Um, right. but uh, it is more often than not. Okay. And so what happens is dads get get uh, what's called a standard possession order. It's the first, third, and fifth weekends, right? And they have expanded that to where most dads have expanded time, which means they have Thursday overnights as well. So they have some school nights, but historically that's not always been the case and it's just weekend time and so there's a there's a big difference between weekend time there is and 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 midweek time that's when right. we're talking about young kids that are in grade school and, and even in high school yeah. so so for the dad in that position the dad has to be um to succeed in not just being the weekend dad or the fun dad yeah. they have to be extremely disciplined and extremely intentional yep. with the time they get with their okay, kids. Okay, so here's the deal. The reality yeah. is, right? I mean, I'm I'm not divorced. I, yep. I live at home with my yeah. wife and you know, we've got four kids, two in college, two in I'm, high school. We've got four as well. All right. so. yeah, yeah, congratulations Thank by you. the way. Yeah. Yes. Um, but the the idea is that all parents should be intentional. Absolutely. Right? So it's not yeah. just the, oh, you know, hey, now I've got to be intentional no, because right. I don't want to just be the fun dad. My kids. No, right. I think, right. I think the, the concept of parenting is you, you need to be intentional 
And the reality is, is you need to do what's best for your kids. Mm -hmm. That's right? right. So if this weekend it's best for your kids, right, to be studying, mm -hmm. right, and getting ready for an exam or mm -hmm. going to the baseball game that they need to go to or whatever they're doing, mm -hmm. right, then, you know, just because it's your weekend and they're with you doesn't right. mean that they don't need to be at those particular events. Right. Right. Uh, another example of that will be discipline across the two houses. Yes. Okay? So you have uh, mom, moms have a certain idea of what the discipline should be and right. dads have a certain idea. Right. One thing we obviously, we want our young men to, to do is is be men of character and we want them to be respectful, right? right. I mean, teaching respect to your kids is, is huge. huge. And, yep. and when you only see them for a limited amount of time, it's hard to do that because those are opportunities that kind of, they come up in right. life, right? right. right. Um, and you can talk about it outside of the context in which it's actually being, you know, put right in front of your face. But if, 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 if your son goes to school on a Tuesday and is disrespectful to his teacher, disrespectful to a coach, um, you're not going to see him until Friday. Right. So how do you address that and having some continuity between what happens at mom's house and, and then what happens when you come to dad's house and not letting the kids off the hook just because, well, that happened at mom's house and it was outside of my control, so it's, not, it's no longer my responsibility. Right. It is because they're still your kids. That's right. That's a huge thing. Okay, so one of the things uh, for training for manhood, right, is um, I said earlier, uh, we'd like to talk to the young guys, right? So we're, you know, we're, yeah. we're 14 to 24. We're not married yet. Um, we don't want to see you in 10 years. Right, absolutely. <laughs> As that's a family right. law attorney. Yeah, that's so right. So what, what kind of things would you say to a young man, right, growing up to prepare him, right? And I, I know that, you know, marriage is two different people, right? Mm -hmm. So you don't get to control the other person and you that's get right. married and... You know, if things happen, right? But what what kind of things would you suggest for a young man growing up um, to prepare him to be the kind of man who's going to have a successful marriage? Man, that's a loaded question. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, no, it's super that's, easy. That's why they pay I, me the big bucks. I've here, got right? three bullet points that will okay. knock it out for I, you. I like no. it. Ready? No, I'm one. Fine. That's that's sarcastic. But okay, so they all have to start with the same letter, by the way. If you <laughs> well, haven't, a, if you haven't listened to the, the podcast before, threes, right? Is you know, I usually start them with the same letter so yeah. that they'll make a great sermon someday. That's right. Right. So well, yeah. that's the goal. What, okay, let's let's start with this. What's one thing you would say to a young man? Okay. Right? You know, it might be right. one of your boys someday, right. right, of like, what's one thing you would say to say, here's something you need to do, right, so that you can have a successful marriage relationship? Yep. Um, number one, I think the biggest thing that gets in the way is uh, pride. Number one, yeah. right out of the gate. Yeah. Pride is the killer. Um, sin blinds. Um, and and pride is is one of those sins that will absolutely blind and paralyze even the best of men yep. um and you're 24 you know if we're talking to the 24 year olds here we're, we're 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 young professionals we're graduating college some of us are going on we're getting you know you know professional degrees maybe spending a little more time in school starting your careers um you know there's a lot of me involved in Amen. that there's a lot of me a lot and, of me. and you know there there that that's the time of your life that you're in um but Pride gets in the way, and you have to understand that there is a shift that will happen right. um, at some point. If you're going to have a healthy, established relationship with another person, you're going to live life with them. Um, it cannot be about me. Okay, so uh, of the guys that I've counseled, mm -hmm. right, and it's been a number of men, yeah, you know, young men um, about to go through, a, you know, a, a divorce situation, met yeah. with them. Um, I would say that more than half of them, right, have said this line to me. Mm -hmm. um, she doesn't make me happy anymore. Yeah, right? I'm, not, I'm not happy, right? Mm -hmm. To which 
right? In my, you know, wonderful generosity, I always reply, what, what does that have to do with anything? <laughs> what does happiness what, have what to do happen, with right, sure. But honestly, sure. what does happiness have to do with it, right? You made a covenant, right? right? And so yeah. the, I think the concept that you have, right, is if you are a young person that is very self-centered, mm-hmm. right, that there is a problem with pride. And I don't know mm-hmm. if a lot of people who have a pride issue really are the first one to be able to identify it. Nope, Usually, that's right. right. Well, that, that leads me into point number two. Point though. number two yeah. would be? Point number two is surround yourself with people uh, who can speak truth into your life. Because yeah. pride, sin, again, sin blinds. We look internally, and we're not going to pick up on those things. Yeah. And so it's it's just very important. And I think we do this in, in college. Young men, we yeah. naturally find groups of, of other men that are in our same situation yep. that we, yep. you know, experience life in college with and we go through and, and, you know, if we're lucky, we have friendships from high school and before into our adulthood, right? But having a, a group of men around you that you are able to submit to yeah. um, and that are able to speak truth into your life is is absolutely vital. Okay, so you and I both drive um, a little bit older vehicle. Yes, yes, so, yes we do. So yeah, when, we want to, when we want to change lanes, one of the things we do is we check our blind spots. That's right. right. That's right. Now, which I love now, cars mm-hmm. today, mm-hmm. right, you don't even have to check your blind spot because if there's a car that pulls up in there, a little right. thing, a little, a little light. little light goes off on your mirror, That's right? right? And it says, ding, hey, ding. there is something <laughs> in your blind spot. That's right. right. And I love that, right? Mm-hmm. I think it's important to learn to check your blind spot, Yep. right, which, yep. you know, we would say um, it's great to have like a, a good self um, evaluation, mm-hmm. um, but I think that the honesty of having men around you that you're accountable to, yes. right, is just the little red light that goes off, yes. whether you're checking or not, to say, hey, this is something I would pay attention to. That's right, right, and I think that's so important is building community. That's right, right. Yep. I think if you are a isolated, insulated individual, mm-hmm. right, who's growing up, mm-hmm. right, where you're not listening to other people tell you things that I would say, here's my word. Are constructive criticism, right? Right. I don't use the right. word negative, right? If somebody's right. coming in and they're just being negative, right. right? Like, hey, you're an idiot. You don't need to listen to that. But if somebody right. says, hey, here's something I see that you can work on, mm-hmm. right? And if you push back on that, right, you're not going to have people who surround you to say, hey, here's something you can work on. You're going to be an individual, right? That's going to be isolated, insulated, and you're an easy target to get taken out, right? Right. And that's that's, right. that's that means, right? Ten years from now, that's right. You're sitting in a family law, you know, attorney's office, and you say, I don't know what happened. She I doesn't make me happy anymore, mm-hmm. right? I don't know how I got here. It just mm-hmm. isn't working out, mm-hmm. right? And if you have kids, I'm just telling you, the event right. that you're going through and the process that you're walking through, right? Maybe because of your self-centeredness, mm-hmm. right, is literally going to be the worst thing that happens to those children's life, and you yeah, don't correct. want to be there. Correct. Right. So things you can work on. One, um, get in, I'm I'm telling you, get into a good um, area where there's some good men around you, right? You and I would say, get in, get plugged into a good church. Yeah. Get plugged in. Get plugged into a good church. I always say, try to find an older man to mentor you and disciple you. Yeah. Right. Because, um, We've been down the road a little bit further. Yeah, we, <laughs> so yep. we know the blind spots. We yep. know that you know the turns that are coming. Yep. Um, but also have some guys your own age that you you're bet. in accountability with. That are in the same stage of life. Same stage right. of They're life. They're gonna understand. But, but they know, speak truth to you. A- absolutely. Right. Yeah. If you got guys who are blowing smoke up your skirt, right. That it's not gonna be helpful. A bunch of yes men are. A bunch help of yes men are not yeah. gonna help you, right? <laughs> no, right? So try to find right. a good group of guys who are your same age, yeah. right, that can help you with that. So if you're a young guy, mm-hmm. right, I would say start looking at already building community. Yeah. Don't try to go through life by yourself you bet all right get plugged in make mm-hmm. that important anything yep. else you tell that young guy yeah no i think i think the other thing to realize is is in and i i experienced this firsthand uh there was a wave of i'd say 27 year olds okay. that that uh came to me and 
and divorce. These are men and women alike. Um, but there was just, it seemed, and, and you know, it's one of those things, I don't, I don't know what the statistics are exactly. It just felt like there was a lot of them that came in at a certain period right. um, in my practice. And, uh, you know, it was consistent across the board that they all got married at about 24, 25 yep. after college. Some of them got married in college. Yep. And then they get to about 27, 28. And again, we're talking about careers. Um, sure. Life is sure. different. And yep. so one of the things that I, I think <laughs> is, is important to understand is that you're not going to be the same person at 20 years old as you are at 25. Right. And you're not going to be the same person at 27 as you are at 25. Yeah, that's what nor is she, nor, right. nor is your spouse. Right. Okay. You're both growing into yourselves together. Right. And that's important to remember because if you have an idea in your head that I'm going to marry this woman and she's going to make me happy. I'm going to make her happy because we're perfect for each other right, right now. Because we're happy right now. Because we're happy yeah. right now. And you, and you Give basically, you turn it into an idol. Yeah. You, you turn yeah. that concept into an idol of we're perfect for each other. And don't you remember when we were happy two years ago? Yeah. You're not the same person two years ago that you are now. Life has, has shifted. Life has changed. And that's okay. That's okay. But understand that that is a dynamic that you have to, to do together, yeah. okay? It's not in isolation. You do that with your spouse. Yeah, I, I say that. Yeah. I just heard somebody talk about the other day, um, will your love, right, mm -hmm. outlast your marriage? Mm -hmm. And his concept was, well, your marriage should outlast your love. Yeah, right. Right, because you made, you made a commitment, Yeah. right? So whether, right. whether the love is there or not, right, Right. Mm -hmm. that you made a commitment. And the other thing is, at, at 27, you're not the same person that you'll be at 33. Absolutely either. not. And if you are, there's there's there, other there, issues, there's right? Other, there's yeah. Other, right? But just, yeah. you know, so yeah, there's going to be bumps along the road. Absolutely. Right? But yes. I think the idea of learning to work through things, the idea mm -hmm. of learning to mature, the idea, mm -hmm. it's, it's okay to go get some counseling. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Hey, 100%. Uh, whether individually, like, yep. hey, I need some counseling, or yep. together, together as a couple, yep. right? Hey, we, yep. need, we need some help here. That's that's a fantastic thing because the thing is, is when you when you punt on that marriage, mm -hmm. right, and all of a sudden, you know, you're 30 and divorced, yep. right, it's, um, you know, a lot of likelihood is you're, you're going to get remarried again, and you still haven't dealt with the issues that led you to that divorce no, in the still first there. place, yep. right? Still so there. those are things that are super important for a young man to be considering. Yeah. Um, and I would say for any any guy out there, if you're thinking about divorce, like, hey, I'm not happy, and, you know, I've got a couple of kids, and I don't know what to do, I'd say mm -hmm. between two worlds, the inner lives of children and divorce, read it. Yep. understand that your decisions are not just affecting you, right, and you and your spouse, but they're affecting your kids as well. Super important for you to realize. Absolutely. Without question. All right. Thanks, Bryce, for your time. Hey, you bet. Thank you for listening to Training for Manhood. If you found the conversation to be valuable, make sure to rate us where you listen to podcasts. Also, check out additional content on our website, trainingformanhood.com. That's training, the number four, manhood.com. Until next time, in the words of King David, be strong and show yourself a man.